Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to God's Word for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is a lesson companion podcast. So for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word lesson manual or student workbook, Fall 2020, and turn to lesson number nine intended for November 1st, 2020, the lesson entitled Stirred by God. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bibles, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. Well, before we look in the Word of God, if you want to go ahead and turn there to Ezra chapter number one, where we will be reading from here in a few minutes. But most people alive on September 11th, 2001, remember exactly where they were and what they were doing when they heard the news that the Twin Towers had collapsed. I can definitely remember where I was exactly that moment when I first heard it. The footage of passenger jets crashing into those towers still seems somberly surreal. Immediately after the attack, the, uh, the attack, the New York City skyline appeared empty. It was just strange to see what used to be standing there now in a, in a rubble and a, a heap of, of mess there. Although the Empire State Building and scores of other skyscrapers still stood, the cavity where the Twin Towers had once stood seemed to be all one could see. But after a little bit of time, America began to rebuild, and less than five years later, construction on the Freedom Tower began. It would be different than the Twin Towers. This would only be one tower, and it would be taller than the original towers. The Freedom Tower now stands 1,776 feet tall, a reminder of the year freedom began to ring, and it took just over eight years to build. Such a marvel rose from the ashes of an attack. Now, some of the children of Israel remember what it was like to worship God in the temple Solomon built, but they also remember the dark day when Babylon stormed into their city with swords swinging, destroyed the temple, and captured the people. But after decades of captivity, God stirred the heart of a heathen king named Cyrus to give God's people permission to rebuild God's house. And this temple was different than the first. It was not as expensive, not as expansive, but it would be the place where God's people could once again meet with their God. Now, although the enemy destroyed the house of God, the enemy could not destroy their faith in God. And God stirred the hearts of unbelievers and believers alike to spark a revival of righteousness and relationship with him. I am so thankful that God stirs people to do his will. That's exactly what we're going to look at today. The focus thought is God seeks to stir his people to do the work he has called them to do. Turn with me to the book of Ezra, chapter number one, and let's dive into God's word together. All right, Ezra chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 1 through 11. Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Verse 1 says, Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he hath charged me to build him an house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. 
Who is there among you of all his people? His God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. And whosoever remaineth at any place where he sojourneth, let that man, let the men of his place help him with silver and with gold and with goods and with beasts, beside the free will offering for the house of God that is in Jerusalem. And here's our lesson focus verse, verse 5. Then rose up the chief of the fathers of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites with all them whose spirit God had raised to go up to build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. Verse 6 says, And all they that were with him that were about them strengthened their hands with vessels of silver, with gold, with goods, and with beasts, and with precious things, beside all that was willingly offered. Also Cyrus the king brought forth the vessels of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had also brought forth out of Jerusalem, and had put them in the house of his gods. Even those did Cyrus, king of Persia, bring forth by the hand of Mithridath, the treasurer, and numbered them unto Sheshbazar, the prince of Judah. And this is the number of them, thirty charges of gold, a thousand chargers of silver, nine and twenty knives, thirty basins of gold, silver basins of a second sort, four hundred and ten, and other vessels a thousand. All the vessels of gold and of silver were five thousand and four hundred. All these did Sheshbazar bring up with them of the captivity that were brought up from Babylon unto Jerusalem. And one more time, let's read our focus verse, Ezra chapter 1, verse 5. Then rose up the chief of the fathers of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites with all them whose spirit God had raised to go up to build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. Now, this is such an interesting passage because we see this king named Cyrus, who was a heathen king. He was not a follower of the one true God. And yet it is interesting in this passage to see that God picked him, God reached for him, and God stirred him to actually do the work of God, the work of the kingdom. God stirred a heathen king to do something for the kingdom of God. If you'll look at these first four verses of Ezra chapter 1, the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, the Bible says the word of the Lord, or, or and so that the word of the Lord that the prophet Jeremiah had spoken, so that that prophecy of Jeremiah would be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. So here we see this heathen king, this uh, ungodly king, or at least a, a, a king that, that did not serve the one true God, we see that because there was this prophecy that Jeremiah had made, that God stirred this heathen king. He stirred him to do something. And so Cyrus makes this proclamation and puts it in writing. He says, the God of heaven has told me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. God moved on this heathen king to build, well, to rebuild his house. God moved on him to rebuild his house, stirred him up. This theme of being stirred by God is so very important that God actually did this to a pagan king. Now, you've been stirred by God at times. I'm sure I've been stirred by God at times. 
But it, it's just that much more amazing that God can move on people who don't even know him. God can stir the hearts of people who don't even have a relationship with him and can stir their hearts to do something to further advance his kingdom and to fulfill his will, and they don't even really know it. They have this sense of destiny, possibly, but they don't really understand because they don't even know God. And yet God can stir him and stir that individual, stir that woman to do what he has called them to do. Let me ask a question. Have, how have you seen God fulfill his word? How have you seen God fulfill his word? Here we have a prophecy by Jeremiah, and God fulfills that prophecy by using this heathen king. Have you seen God fulfill his word in ways that astounded you, that, that caused you to be surprised? When God's word goes forth, this is what we can always trust and believe and know. When God speaks a word, whether it is an anointed word through the man of God, the woman of God, whether it's through his word, when God speaks a word, it will be done. It will be accomplished. And God will orchestrate events however they need to be orchestrated in order to fulfill his word. God did it here in this book, in this passage where he stirred a heathen king to bring about his will. And God will even do that now in the day in which we're living. He has a purpose and a plan for this world. He has a purpose and a plan for the church. And no matter what happens in our world, no matter what happens around us, God's word will come to pass and he will use whatever heathen king, whatever heathen president, whatever whatever heathen leader, whether man or woman, God will do whatever he needs to do in order to orchestrate and bring about his purpose and plan because he cannot lie. He is God and he will do whatever he has deemed he will do. We can believe that and we can trust that God will fulfill his word. But not only did God stir up Cyrus, this heathen king, verse five, we see that the chief of the fathers of Judah and Benjamin, so these these priests and these Levites, these Jewish uh, Israelites, they rose up with all them whose spirit God had raised to build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem, and they, they strengthened their hands. So God not only stirred the king, God not only stirred Cyrus, God not only stirred this unsaved heathen king, God also allowed what Cyrus proclaimed, allowed it to be the catalyst, and God stirred the Israelites. God stirred the priests. God stirred the Levites. God stirred the chief of the fathers of Judah and Benjamin. God raised their spirits. He stirred them up in order to go build the house of of the Lord. Not only when God wants to do something, not only will he stir heathen unsaved people, but he's going to stir the church. He's going to stir believers. And it all will work together because God will get his God will work his plan. God will accomplish what he's promised to accomplish. Let me ask you this question, make it a little more personal. Have you ever been stirred by God to do something? How you Have you ever felt God stir your spirit, stir your heart? Have you ever felt your spirit raised and stirred because God was asking you to do something? Did you act on it? Did you do it? I bet God, I, I, I have no doubt God has stirred you before. God has stirred me before. God, God will accomplish his purpose. His plan will be done. And sometimes God will stir us in our state of comfort or our state of of silence. He'll stir us. And I believe God's doing that right now in our world. I believe that God is stirring. If we can listen for that, if we can sense God is stirring the church, God is stirring the world. God is stirring the unsaved. Why? 
because he has a plan and he has a purpose and he promised it from the beginning of time of what he would do and he's going to stir everyone he will stir in order to see his purpose and plan come to pass. The last few verses, the last five verses of Ezra chapter 1 tell us that that Cyrus not only uh, made this proclamation, uh, he not only called the Jews to step up and, and help him rebuild this temple, and they were stirred but also Cyrus called that all the vessels of the house of the Lord. You see, back when Nebuchadnezzar conquered, when Nebuchadnezzar conquered uh, Judah, that he took away all the he took away all the vessels of the house of the Lord. All these things that were used, these gold and silver, all these things that were used in service to the Lord. Nebuchadnezzar stole them away and he put them in the houses of his own gods. Well, Cyrus not only said we're going to rebuild the temple because God has has the God of heaven has moved on me, the one true God has moved on me, but he said we're going to get all that stuff that Nebuchadnezzar stole and we're going to restore that back and we're going to put that back in this newly rebuilt temple for the one true God. Let me ask you, how have you seen God restore the lost or broken? How have you seen God restore broken things and broken people, lost lost things, lost people? How have you seen God restore that? God is a God of restoration. God knows how to take things that are broken and he knows how to restore them. And God will do it by whatever means he desires to do it. Here, it was not that Cyrus said, hey, why don't you, or the Israelites just joined forces and say, you know what, we're going to go steal that stuff back. No, God moved on the heart of a heathen king to not only give them the power and the ability and the, the motivation they needed to rebuild the temple of God, but Cyrus also restored back, gave the people of God back the things that had once been stolen. God will perform his promises. He will restore whether he does it by whatever means he chooses. He will restore. Here he used a heathen king and a heathen nation to not only rebuild but to restore. God has promised that he would do that, and I believe he's going to do that in your life. This week, there's such promise and hope in this passage, and I, and I pray that this week, you think about, a, I've got a couple of things I want you to think about, a couple of things I want you to pray about this week, and I believe what is promised in this passage can exper- be experienced in your life. Number one, I want to make it a prayer this week, pray for God to stir the lost. Pray for God to stir the lost. Just as he stirred Cyrus, one who didn't even know God, I believe God can stir the prodigals and the lost, those who turn their back on God, those that don't even know God. I believe the lost of your city, the lost of your neighborhood, the lost in, in the area which you live, God can stir them. I want us to pray that God would stir the hearts of the lost around us. And then let's pray that God stir our hearts. God, stir the church. Stir us. Stir our hearts that we would be attuned to what you're doing, that we would surrender ourselves to what you're doing. Let let, let that be a prayer. Not only pray that God would stir the lost, but that God would stir the church. And then the last thing I want you to, I challenge you to pray about this week is ask God for direction to do what he is stirring you to do. What are you feeling stirred in your heart? Right now, somebody driving down the road, you're feeling stirred in your spirit. Maybe somebody's sitting, washing dishes, and you're listening to this podcast. You're being stirred in your spirit. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing right now, somebody's being stirred in their heart. Make it a matter of prayer this week. God, what are you stirring me to do? And give me some direction on what I need to do 
to fulfill what you are stirring me to do. I believe God is at work in this world. I believe some incredible things are down the road. There might be some things happen in the near future that 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 that, that concern us and that, that that might upset us. But no matter what, God is stirring this world, the church and the unsaved, because He has a purpose and a plan that He is going to accomplish. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a part and do what God is calling me to do. I want to be sensitive to that, and I want to be stirred in my spirit so that God will do what He is calling us to do. That God will do what He has purposed and planned to do in His Word. And if that's your prayer. I want you to pray with me right now that God would do that very thing. Lord Jesus, we feel in our spirits right even now, we feel a stirring inside. I know you're at work stirring those that are unsaved. There is a un, there's an unsettling, there's an unrest in our world. And I, I, I believe, God, that you're stirring those that are lost. You're stirring those that don't even know you. There's a stirring in their hearts and their spirits. There's a stirring in the heart of the church, God. And I pray that you would continue to move and stir. Give us wisdom and understanding and direction so that we can act on what you're stirring us to do, Lord. We want to be a part of the solution. We want to be vessels that your purpose and power and plan can be worked through, I pray in the name of Jesus. Let your will be done in each one of our lives. Let your hand rest upon each one of us today. Move in those that are hearing this podcast right now. Move in their hearts. Give them wisdom and direction. Stir their spirits, God. Draw them close to you. And let us, oh God, let our lives bring you glory. And let our lives bring you honor. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life lesson companion podcast where together we explore what it means to live out god's word in our lives if you haven't yet make sure to subscribe to this podcast and if you are looking for other bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with god visit us today at pentecostalpublishing.com